Hey, gang. So I am not Aaron Clippinger, as you have noticed. It's Marissa Peacock. I am standing in for Aaron because he really likes to burn his candle at both ends. He has been renovating his backyard, or as I like to call it, his mini kingdom. And he has discovered that running square coil and trying to general manage his backyard renovation has just basically emptied all of his reserves. So you've got me. And while he's not here to, you know, double check on what I'm doing, we're going to talk about him like any good employee would about their their managers or their owners. So we're going to talk a little bit today about company culture and what makes certain company cultures different than others. Uh, so that I don't get too out of line, I do have his booklet here with his picture staring at me. Uh, so that I don't get fired during this podcast. <laughs> so company culture, it's something that is on the lips of almost everybody, you know, depending on companies from one to five and companies, 20,000 people, five fifty thousand people. It's really dependent, I think, so much on the the people that you have, obviously, within your company, but the culture that you develop drives the people that you have in there, right? I mean, I guess that makes sense. And we were kind of shooting ideas around upstairs and discussing what it is that we like about our square coil company culture. And one of it is, of course, that it's just a smaller group. So we really all know each other pretty well. We communicate on simple things that are personal to us, but we also communicate on things maybe that we don't understand about what we're doing about our job. And, you know, a lot of times that group communication helps us lead into different directions that we maybe wouldn't have known on our own, right? I mean, again, it's all about communicating, I think, and feeling like you're open in that space to communicate. And that is one of the things that we have or that we're lucky to have in Aaron. So again, I think in his personal life, he probably is a little bit of a micromanager. I mean, look at his yard or like the way, I mean, you guys have seen him. He's so pretty, right? You can tell that he like really cares and and projects this this good look. So you would almost think that he'd be like that with his staff or with his company, but he's not. He really allows us to feel our way through situations or work with with our customers. And, you know, he gives us kind of general parameters. But for the most part, he's really standoffish, which I think to be perfectly honest, when I first met him was not what I would have expected. But he's allowed us all to grow. And, you know, if you look at even my trajectory in the last three years that I've been with Square Coil, he sort of came in and was like, perfect, you're from the industry, you've used the software before. If you have any questions, let me know. <laughs> I had not come from that experience. For most of you guys in the sign industry, we tend to work with a lot of micromanagers. And some of that is because managers in this industry tend to be homegrown. And so they're a little bit insecure in those positions, right? So when you're a little bit insecure in your position or with the knowledge that you have, I think that you hold on and you try to control things more. So I had come from a company that was a little bit more on that side and when I came to this company, it for me felt like almost a whole 180. And I remember sort of coming home from work and being like, am I doing a good job? I mean, I guess the building hasn't burned down, so we're we're going to be fine. But feeling that in between, you know, with with a lack 
of micromanagement, um, I actually found was really hard for me personally. Now I'm thriving. I I love it. I love our open communication. And I, as I said, you know, when there are things that I don't understand or that the team doesn't understand because of this idea of open door policy, we can go and get an, a response that doesn't make us feel like, you know, we're dumb or stupid. And I was thinking about it, you know, a lot of time when people don't do something, when you've asked them to do something and they haven't completed that task or they haven't, you know, done what what you're expecting of them, there's usually two reasons for that. One is maybe you didn't set those expectations, potentially their parameters or whatever. But two is that a lot of the time people don't do something because they don't fully understand what it is you're asking of them or they don't actually have those skills. And if you tend to run more towards a micromanagement, they're less likely to come to you to ask for help, right? Because potentially the response is going to be, well, how do you not know this? How have you been here this long and you don't understand how to get this done? Or how, you know, why why would you ask, be asking me this? This is a really fundamental thing about blank. And of course, that doesn't really lead to people then wanting to talk to you about anything. And so sometimes you can end up missing things or having people hide mistakes from you that you that you want to know about, but that are getting hidden because there's not a good feedback loop, which, you know, happens in every company. I mean, talking about sort of the dynamics of personalities, I um I also tend to run a little micromanagement, I will say. I I like, I thrive in that sort of rules and regulations. If you talk to my husband, like he's terrified of touching anything in the house because everything has a place. So if I'm gone or traveling, he, you know, we'll talk, it'll be like, okay, um, I moved something in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm such a butthead. Like my poor husband is terrified to move anything in the house. So I'm working on that personally. But in the company, when something goes sideways or we have a question, because of the personalities we have in or the the dynamic that we've created at Square Coil, there's an openness that um, that I clearly need to work on with my my own husband. (laughs) Um, But I the other thing that I think helps with company culture and building better company culture are small things like a once a month meeting maybe of a touching base or when you're working with your with your employees asking open-ended questions so one of the things that I talk about when I do training is our industry tends to be a little bit of what I call a push industry and actually I call it that but it's not like I created it I've learned this from management books. And so a push industry is where you take information and you funnel it yourself and then you push it on to those below you. It tends to be people below you. And what this ends up doing is creating a culture of people who are less likely to take responsibility for things because the information that they have is already pre-funneled, right? So if I don't have that information, it's no longer my responsibility that I don't know comes up a lot or, ugh, well, I don't know, somebody told me this or somebody told me that. And that can create a lot of strife. And that kind of culture is something that if you asked anybody, they would say they don't want, but is what is traditionally created. So to, so to do a more open 
culture, um, we call it a pool society or a pool kind of information. And and one of the great things about our software, did you see that dig there? One of the great things about our software is that we allow things like people, what we would call downstream from us or underneath us, to pull information from the system when they themselves need it. So instead of pushing information when you think it's important, we're allowing our employees to pull the information when they're ready. To give you a perfect example, I have a team in production. Maybe they're working on a project. They're creating the world's most beautiful channel letter that's ever been seen. And a manager or a project manager or a salesperson has something that they want to tell that person about a completely different project. So you've interrupted them on what they're doing. You've pushed information on them that they are not ready for. And then the expectation is that they have absorbed that information and are somehow going to action it. When I explain it like this, you guys are all thinking to yourself, well, that's obviously not going to work. And my response is, of course it doesn't work. With this software and with a pool kind of system, with a culture that allows for your your employees to feel like they can come to you with anything at any time, what you're doing is allowing them to finish the world's most amazing channel letter that they've ever seen. And then when they're looking for something else, they can come to you and say, hey, listen, I was taking a look at this project in Square Coil, and I had a couple questions on this and this and this. Your world has changed. And because now they're driving that that information, you're, you can relax, right? You can, you can put your information in there, have a conversation with them, and everybody can move on from there. So this culture is important. And in our industry, we have to be like that. You know, signage, although there are some really fundamental things uh, that every company has in, in the signage industry, there are also so many things that change on a daily basis. You know, we have to worry about the weather. We have to worry about our our supplies and our materials, the fluctuation of those things. Our labor market, don't even get me started on our labor market. So all of these things are hard to manage on a daily basis. Why would we also then add culture to that by creating a culture where you can confidently know that your team have got your back, where you confidently know that the information is going to be there, that the team is going to be kind of a go get them. And that allows you to focus on other things. And again, one of my colleagues, um, she came from the government. Their culture is totally different. They have to have rules and regulations. You have to follow certain things. Well, if you're not like that, you're going to self-select out of that culture, right? So maybe micromanagement doesn't work for signage, but it does work for companies that have to follow certain things. I mean, can you imagine if the government was gray? <laughs> I don't think that would work for anybody. There are certain rules that have to be followed so that we can make sure that everybody is on the same page. In the sign industry, we just don't have to do that, which is quite quite nice. All right. Well, I um I didn't really give too many good Aaron stories. I'm racking my brain as I'm sitting here thinking, what else can I can I dish? But I've teased him about his hair. I feel like that's that's enough for today. We'll let him rest. You'll see him next time. And uh, we'll see if I get invited for the next time he maybe can't make it. Take care.